The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the woman with the largest feet on the planet with wearing a size 95 shoe, kind of like Bozo the Clown, Dammy, the big shoe, Underwood, say flop, 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 damn. Oh. See that? Yeah, but the listeners can't, thankfully. Yeah, listeners can't see that, but yeah, you saw it. I flipped him off, everybody. He's irritating me today about my feet, and just a person can only take so much. And so can the sidewalk flopping around and his I shit. And I just want you to know that it has been determined today that I am a woman. Keith Jesperson confirmed it. Wait till he, wait, wait till he meets you in person. He's going to be like, that's a Sasquatch. <laughs> wait until they hear the last call at the end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when you go to the prison, they're going to be like, sir, is that a service animal with you? And I have to say, yeah, of course it is. I've got a vest for her and everything. <laughs> i got a vest for my, my service squatch. <laughs> I'm a service Sasquatch. Don't judge me. My emotional support Sasquatch. I hate you. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do, as we do every week with old Keithy Poo, the first two calls... For this episode, and then later on, tomorrow's episode or so, or so, Thursday, will be call four and five. So three and four, three and four. Do you Jesus. not know how to count? One, <laughs> one mistake. <laughs> two, two mistakes. Ah, 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 ah. I'm telling ah. you, I don't think you know how to count. Uh no, not today. I just I need more coffee, and this is so much going on. So to that, that. Re- recap. The first two calls, so that way there, um, everybody knows what to basically, expect. Basically, the first two calls, we were just talking about, um, with Briar Mitchell's book being out, I think it's been two weeks now. Two weeks, yeah. The, we wanted to know if he, he has heard any feedback from them, from anybody. And what he had to say was very interesting about it. So Right, right. So we, got, we, we have this episode I'm going to call Sex Letters to Keith, Briar Mitchell. <laughs> okay. And Marriage and Murder. <laughs> and hookers we talked about hookers we did talk about hookers too yes <laughs> hey, and here's something i don't know if you read this on our on our messages um between me and briar on facebook because you're you don't actually handle that part of it but she's get, every once in a while when she publishes a book because she is a hardcore vegan right she gets hateful comments that just yeah. want to be assholes look guys look i'm not a vegan myself okay because bacon I was going to say, no, bacon. But if you're just judging somebody based on what they eat, dude, go go put your head in the oven. Like, really, that's just yeah, that's messed dude. up. I mean, it's like there are so many other things you can hate people for, but what they eat, really? Right, right, are right. Are they really hurting you by not eating bacon? No, more bacon for me. Yeah, it's more bacon for me. <laughs> that's I, all I can say. And that's what I'm afraid of, by the way, is like I'm, I'm afraid of a national bacon shortage. <laughs> Because you know, like with a toilet paper shortage, I can always find something. I mean, I've got I've got spare pages of paper. It's going to hurt, but okay. Paper towels, um, leaves, provided something like poison ivy or poison oak. I can find something. You know what you can't find outside? Random bacon. <laughs> I know, right? There is not bacon walking down the street. <laughs> exactly. It's not like I'm going to walk outside. And go, Holy cow! I just found bacon. I thought it's going to be a good day. 
if that was the case, oh my God, that would be amazing. You'd be, you'd be walking every day. Oh, hell yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is random bacon day. I'm going to walk everywhere and try to find that random bacon. That's right. Is that like purse bacon? Oh my God. Purse bacon is the ultimate awesomeness. Right. But, you know, you and I, we, we've talked to, to Briar, uh, you know, on a personal level. Yes. And she's, you know, she. I know that she does kind of maybe get a little mouthy on on other sites as far as uh, her, her veganism and things like that. But, you know, sometimes you just you, don't don't piss on somebody's job. I guess that's, that's my main right. thing. You, you know? know what? Everybody has a cause. If this is hers, let her have it. And my cause is now random bacon. <laughs> we want bacon. That's lots right. and lots of bacon. You can send your bacon to <laughs> Twisted Blue LLC. That's right. P.O. Box, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. All right, so let's get into the episodes, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, so okay. we wanted to kind of start out today's call with, we want to ask you, since Briar's book's been out for a while, have you had any feedback from it yet? No, I haven't. Matter of fact, I, just, I don't. Um, it's like when Briar Mitchell wrote the book. Uh, right. Sure killed then and now. She said, "Oh, you're going to get all kinds of mail." I said, "I don't think so." And, oh. she, and she said, "Why? Why is that?" And I said, "Because um, you and we answer all the questions. They don't have any more questions to ask, so they're not going to write me." Oh well, that's that could be true. Yeah, because I mean, my so son guess, bought it for me. I just haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. I've been so busy. So, I, well, what I get is I get well, it's not just a book. It's like. Brutal Nation or anything else. If I get involved in, in these, I don't get I don't get a lot of mail from it because most people that have listened to it have got, got most of their answers to their questions that they have. Okay. And so they don't they don't feel a not not a need to write me. Okay. And so I, I don't get that. I mean, now I got a letter yesterday uh, from um, uh, you know Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Uh, a guy there asked me how much uh, if I killed 185 women. Oh, and I <laughs> and I wrote him back. I said, hell, "Where the hell you hear that?" Right. Well, I so think I that's actually the number them. that's on I, Wikipedia. I, I, <laughs> so I told him I, I only did 166. Not <laughs> right. I was just say I think the 185 you know, is what I mean, number really is on Wikipedia. To, so. <laughs> really want to get technical here. That's right. When I, when I lied, when I lied to the detective Mike Colt of Elko, Nevada, after he lied to me, I said uh, 166 in 13 years, seven in Nevada. And of course, what did he do? I mean, he he ran with it, and that's how come I got I got people telling me I get 400, <laughs> I get 500, I I'm, I'm another Henry Lee Lucas. Well, you know, and, and, and my body count is probably seven <laughs> because really... he didn't find one. I figured that you'd so, be getting love letters from, from all the ladies. Dear, my dearest Keith. <laughs> you don't even sound like oh, a good-looking well, woman, Scott. I'm not a good-looking woman. I'm hairy, and I look like a dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, I don't get, the, you know, I still get 30 or 40 pieces of mail a month. Wow. You know, that I get that every month. I mean, last year, right. I, mean, I keep track of how much mail I get a year. Last year, I got 275 letters. Wow. Over the course of the year. Now, do you respond to everybody or no? Uh, not everyone. 
Okay. It, it depends on what you, depends on what they ask me uh-huh. or what the, what's in there. A lot of them are just repetitious or or you. you so when I read a letter, I, mm-hmm. I read the letters uh, from top to bottom, and then I read from bottom to top. Right. And so I see um, the inconsistencies or the contradictions in the letter that they're writing. Right. Uh, it's like like they it's like someone writes me and they say my name is Tammy Underwood. Right. right? You want to avoid that letter but like the, the plague because she's freak. On the front of the letter, it says from Tammy Underwood. Right. So how? Why wouldn't I assume that that's who's writing me? That's true. Right. Okay, so I would go like, well, that's a double. That's a double tap, right? They're they're making sure that, they, and, and then they go from go from there. I mean. That doesn't that doesn't bother as much because most people do that. I know I always do that in a letter, especially when I'm just writing to somebody because it's like I never pay attention to the address on the outside of the label on the outside the envelope. So I always introduce myself in the letter. It's weird. Well, I look I look on the address on the paperwork in the in the envelope because sometimes that's off because because the 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 ink on the envelope is some so faded sometimes I hardly can read it. Oh, okay. My eyes are getting so bad anyway. But, yeah, it's, do I get a lot of mail? Yes. Do I get, have I gotten a, lot, a big response from Brutal Nation? No. No. Oh. That's actually a freaking shocker. Uh, yeah. It, you know, I just not, it, I don't, I wouldn't take it personal. Because well, like, apparently they just all send me the hate mail. That's the typical response. I mean, I didn't, okay, so last year, 2020 did a documentary on me. Uh, Netflix did one, and then I've had like CNN wants to do one, but they don't want to contact me. But no one, I don't get responses from those shows except for maybe later in life they go like they're they're asking like, well, you know, I get, may get a question saying, well, uh, your your daughter Melissa has a podcast. Do you agree everything that's on in your daughter's podcast? And I would go like, I can't, I don't have access to the podcast. Right. I don't have. I can't listen to Brutal Nation. That's just. I don't have, that's cruel it's not and unusual on my punishment. Computer. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a computer, and I don't have. I don't. The only thing I actually, I only can do is I can talk on it, and I can right. hope that you know what I say is 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 said in its proper sense without being, you know, cut all the hell with editing. Scott doesn't know how to edit, so don't worry about that. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, know, I, I know how to edit just well enough to put the episodes together so that way they're not choppy. Well, you know, it's like it's like when Maria DeLorenzo, when she did the uh, 2020 show, she told me that they filmed her for, you know, down there three hours. Wow. And they only used two about two minutes of her on the TV show. Wow. You know, when, when L.A. Times came in to interview me, mm-hmm. they didn't interview me. They sent a, they sent a guy to take my picture. And the guy came in, and he spent he probably went through two or three rolls of film, and they used one picture in the L.A. Times story. That was it. Oh, wow. They never they never asked me a question. They didn't ask me nothing. Like they just, just wanted to take my picture. Oh, well, you know. And I thought the guy was going to be in there to do an interview, and he wasn't there to interview. He was only there to take a picture of me. Huh. Kind of crazy, right? So, it, yeah. yeah, we don't, you know, 
it's, and I never got, I don't get a response from, you know, articles like the LA Times. I didn't get anyone writing me about the LA Times, except for um, I had a detective send me a, a copy of it to ask me questions about it, but that was a detective. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't get a lot of responses. You know, they, they might, I mean, they, you know, it may be in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, do you, when do you air Brutal Nation on, online? We do it uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday and Friday. Uh, sometimes we'll get five episodes in where we do it uh, the whole entire week. Because that's what we were doing at first was we were doing five days a week. But, you know, with life with life <laughs> and the way that, uh, that my company, Twisted Blue LLC, is expanding, it's just... You know, literally, we were working ourselves, and this is no word of an exaggeration, 20 hours a day, 18 to 20 hours every yeah. day, yeah. seven days a week. So, yeah, we said, we need to cut some things out, man, because this is just yeah. getting... So, so you get you get responses back at your show, which you should get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Scott gets hate mail. And, and it's a lot of hate mail. A lot of <laughs> they, they want to voice their opinions. Yeah. How dare you have a serial killer online, and even though that's what you're trying to portray anyway, but... Right. Uh, that how and, dare you? Uh, yeah. How dare you? How dare you be in this kind of genre? Even though that's why people tune tune in. Exactly. Just to exactly. listen to the genre. Exactly. Yeah, well, and we and we, well, we get a lot of stupid a service. Shit. You provide a service, and they listen to it. It'd be like Rush Limbaugh. Why would they look tune in to Rush Limbaugh? Well, because Rush Limbaugh was talking. Right. Well, well we get that's a lot of stupid stuff too. In. You know, like, like, how can you condone a serial killer to kill? Well, we don't condone it. Yeah. It's like, listen to the no. damn show. We say why it a million not? times. We don't condone anything. Why don't you? Why don't you condone it? I don't know why you don't. <laughs> so, I know, right? Yeah, I, yeah. But I think the fact that hey, you're sorry. not allowed to listen to Brutal Nation in prison is cruel and unusual punishment. We should take this okay, to the federal right. level. <laughs> That's Just right. Saying. Okay, so, so I was thinking something the other day is about, you know, why... People ask me the question, you know, why I, I'm a murderer, and I was going like, um, all my life I've been an enabler. Okay. And you know, I, I, I try to I try to make the best of things. I, I try to, uh, um, you know, I, I always. And, and in prison, being an enabler in prison is not a good thing anyway, because people will take advantage of you because here you're trying to help them out, like. I'll, I'll see someone come in. They may not have anything. I said, you need anything? You know, like, if you just open and say, do you need anything? And I'm, I mean it. I will help the person out. And they'll they'll go like, well, yeah. And, they, and then they start laying down a list of what they need or right. want. <laughs> and then uh, there's an obligation almost there to help. Right. It's like a, like one guy came out a couple of years ago, comes over, hey, man, uh, I need five pop tickets. I need them. I I got this going on. I really have to get him. I, and he begged me, and I, I went over and I got him five pop ticks. Well, he still owes me three of them. Wow. He never paid me. He, he, and the only time he paid me a couple back was when I asked for it. And then the other day, he came to me and he said, Man, I, I'm in dire straits. I, I got to get seven tickets. And I said, You still owe me three from two years ago. <laughs> right? And so yeah. I, get in this, I get in this point where, like, Okay, so I've looked after people in, in all my life. My dad, I looked, my dad wanted me to run his back. Oh, I did. I I stepped in, and, and if people wanted me to help them move, I did. And 
that got me in trouble because I always it always brings in people around me that want to take advantage of people like myself that would would go out of their way to help them. Right. And that's what I did. I I went out of my way to help, and then I got taken advantage of. When I got taken advantage of, then I just I got mad. And when I got mad, while people died. Right. Yeah, that, so... That kind of actually that, makes a little sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. And plus, keep in mind, like, when when you, you know, got thrown in prison in 95, back in the 90s, going to a therapist for help was... That, I mean, even psychology itself was still kind of emerging into what we have today. So, really, there wasn't a whole lot of resources. Like, today, if you have those kind of feelings, you can, you know, like, I see a shrink. Well, and, you know, if, you I went to a psychologist and if, if I went to a psychologist and say, hey, you know, I have a problem. I'm killing people. I don't know how to stop. What's he going to do? He's going to run out the back room and call the cops. I was He's thinking not prior wait to killing. for me to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking prior to killing, like, hey, man, I'm yeah. having these feelings. Yeah. Give him, you know. give him a give him a deal he can't refuse, kind of like. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going we, to tell you, but if I tell you, I got to kill you. Man. That's right. That's right. Well, and like we yeah. had talked, we had actually covered a case out of Japan where this guy did tell his therapist what he was feeling before he even like acted on it and everything, and his therapist condemned him. It's like, how dare you? You know, that's just like that's not okay. It's not okay to have those feelings. And it's like, dude, he's coming well, to you because you know, he doesn't want to act on them, and you're basically telling him, you know. Well, that was here in the U.S. too with Carol Cole. Oh yeah, that Carol too. Cole. Let's he, not forget he him. Said several times, well, hey, if you let me out, I'm going to kill people, and people are like, oh, here's a bus ticket to San Diego. Like, you just need to run along, you little scamp. You're not going to do anything. Yeah. Well, but, you know that 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 show, that sitcom that goes on and on, uh, the gangster there back east there, what's his name, Tony. Uh, yeah, Whatever The Sopranos. I've been watching that. Sopranos. Right? <laughs> yeah. so, I'm actually so watching goes, that series now. So Tony goes to a psychologist, mm-hmm. which is a no-no when you when you're a crime boss, right? Oh no, you can't go and talk about your crime with a psychologist. What's going to happen? Right. And she sits there and listens listens to him talk about, it and and he's trying to be you know. Procesis, right? He doesn't want to really tell her everything, right? Exactly. But at the same time, he, he is telling her what he does, and yeah, and, and and she's being chastised because her friends are saying your one of your clients is Tony Soprano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How can you how can you even counsel a guy like that? I mean, he's a cold blooded killer and all this, yeah. even though he's never been convicted of one. Right, and she goes, yeah. and then she was like, "Well, I have no proof of that because you know he's never come out and said it." So you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's a he's a psychologist, and she kind of like can read between the lines. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so you're you're dealing with the same type of stigma. You're, yeah. You're you're basically my psychologist. You're listening to me talk. Well, there you go. And See, you're recording it, and then everybody out there is listening to this. See? Could be in the same bandwagon. They're actually just as just like you are. They're listening. So if they're going to condemn you, they got to condemn themselves for listening. Well, and and that's just it. I mean, we do get we do get the occasional mail that's like you know people find us things on the internet that we we're actually looking for, and it's like, hey, I found this. Here you go. Um, 
but then, you know, yeah, we do get a lot. And then Scott gets a lot of, he's kind of racist. Um, I am not he's racist. kind of a dick. I am um, definitely a dick. <laughs> but I am not racist. <laughs> you know, we hear I think everybody's racist. I think everybody is racist at some point. On some level, yeah. I, I make fun On of every level. race I mean, across the board, well, including white okay, people. Okay, so back in, okay, so back in the, in the 50s and 60s, 40s, it wasn't uncommon to tell black jokes. Right. 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 And and then there's also wasn't uncommon to call Pollock jokes. You know what? We, we know. Scott's jokes. been saying we that have, he he misses the Pollock jokes. The blonde jokes. <laughs> we have the blonde jokes. We have, you know, all these other jokes. People we we we, we point at and, and giggle over these people we want to have jokes about. And that's a, that's a form of racism when you're when you single out a, a race and make jokes about them. Yeah, that's and, and true. It's all in fun. It's in fun, but the people that you're t- that you're making a joke about probably don't think it's too funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, that, and that's so everybody is, has been racist to a point. You yeah, know, you see, even the prime minister of Canada, Trudeau got dressed up in blackface and he was you know he was being chastised for that he gets that all the time about you know he was he was he put himself out there like that huh and so there's there's a racist side to these you know everyone has a you know well we we do not want to be known as a racist because it's, it's, it's you know i I'm guilty of having sex with a a group of people or, or a certain individual that wasn't white. Right. 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 So I'm a, like some people would call that bestiality. Well, some people would, even yes. Though, <laughs> even though the woman was a woman or not a dog or, right. or whatever. So, uh, so they, they go like, oh, my God, you had sex with a black girl? Well, yeah. She, yeah, and she was very nice. Yeah, ex- right? well, and that- of course, when she got in my truck, she got in my truck, and this is what happened. She, she got in my truck over in Tampa, Florida. She climbs in. She's wearing this spandex outfit, which you almost see everything anyway. She gets in the truck, and she's sitting there looking at me, and she says, you're not a serial killer, are you? <laughs> because a serial killer would definitely pipe up and go, damn it. Yep. Busted. You got me. I start laughing. I'm going like, you waited until you got inside the truck before you even started that question? Yeah. I said, you're caught. You're caught already. Yeah, exactly. Right? If my, if, if, and I told her, I said, I'm not a serial killer tonight. Not yet. You know, today. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to. There was no. But because, you know, if, I didn't. I I saw her as a woman. Yeah. I saw her as what she was, what she was doing. And, and, the, and it was a very cost-effective night. Because she right. only charged me 20 She only charged me $20. I mean, Shut up, Scott. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, okay, so let's say I go to a truck stop, like like in Tampa, and I get, I get laid for $20. But if I go to the Cottontail Club in Nevada... Just walking in the door is going to cost me twenty dollars for a coke. Right. Cost me a cost me a thousand dollars for an hour session 
Wow. With, and they claim I, I would have the company of, of the one girl for, um, you know, to get, get sexual release for up to three times. And then after that, get to sit in a hot tub with three other girls. Right? Woo! You know, for $1,000. Right. Yeah, that's kind wow. of nuts. Yeah, right. that's that's true. That's true. No, now, it, I had I I had paid for sex from one gal, and she said, "I'm going to give you an hour's worth of enjoyment." Right? That's what she said. Right? Okay. And of course, I was very excited, and everything was fine, and and I was, and I I busted a nut, and within 15 minutes, I okay. was so excited. But she wanted to get dressed. I said, "Whoa, where are you going?" She said, well, you already got off. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You said I get an hour of this. Right. So I'm going to get an hour of this. This is what you said. You said I get a whole hour for my cause, and that's what I get. I get the whole hour. I don't I don't just get off, and then I don't get off again and again, maybe. And right. so she actually performed for a whole hour. And then I bet you when she left me, she probably went out and said, I'll, I'll I'll make sure you get off, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. For the price. What, yeah. Well, and Scott and I were talking. What? How? It wasn't that long ago that we were talking that in today's day and age, a lot of the the newer generations get so offended by everything anymore. I'm offended yeah. that you just said that we get offended. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, because I mean, my son is part Asian. My son is part, half Korean, and everything. And but. And he forgets that I grew up in a Korean household and I was married to a Korean. So he thinks automatically when I tell a Korean joke that I'm being racist. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not. You know? <laughs> so. Well, my bo- my boxing coach was Korean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice man. Very nice are, man. You know, the, it is for the most part a very, very, very nice culture. I mean, they do have yes, their bad is. apples, but yeah. <laughs> We all we all have our bad apples. That's true. That's true. That's you know, true. You look at look at look at those uh, five cops that killed that other black guy. Hey, we were just talking about that the other day, huh, Scott? We were, we were, because and, and here's what kind of pisses me off about that whole story: if a white cop uh, kills uh, a, a black guy, like what you know happened to uh, uh, that Floyd guy, yeah, um, then everybody's outraged, but. We haven't heard a peep out of BLM and TV, anybody. And it's like, oh, well, you won't. But that doesn't count. You won't. It's, 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 they, they, they kill themselves, and they don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. You know, you, we kill white on white, no one wants to talk about it. You kill white on black, everyone wants to talk about it. You, a black man kills a white man, you're not going to hear about it. Right. I mean, there's, a, there's this racial... Uh, jargon that goes out there, and it's they—they they think that we owe them a life because we brought them over from Africa, and they became slaves, and then we we set them free. Now, once we, once they were set free, then they become regular human beings. Why do we owe them a life? Because we weren't there back then. We weren't the we weren't the the, the slave owners. Right, and we're 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 just like everyone else. We're just relatives. Half our relatives may be black. Right. I know I know a guy that's white as uh, white white as can be, and he's 
and he, him and his wife got, you know, he, he, they got married, and they had a baby. The first baby came out black. Wow. He thought that she, she thought she was out cheating on him. Right. The family had to pull him off their side. So, whoa, 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 that's our side of the family. Wow. It was a recessive was like, gene, huh? <laughs> and yeah, it was a recessive gene. The gene came up, and the baby came out black as black. You know, she was, and that's just how it is. It's, this whole country is mm-hmm. mixed. Oh, we're yeah. We're all mixed. Yeah, we're that's not, true. We're not all pure. Now, I dated a girl uh, that was German, and her mother was pure German. And she said to me, you know, this is what, we're sitting down in the, on the couch, and she asked me what my intentions were with her daughter. And I said, I don't know, maybe may, they might be wedding bells in, in the future. I'm not sure. She said, that won't happen. Oh. I said, why not? It was because we're German. You're not. Oh, yeah, I can see the German. I said, oh, that. I'm not white enough. I'm, I'm from Norway or, or Denmark. I'm yeah. not white enough. I lived across the fjord. Yeah. My family lived across a fjord from, from Germany, but we weren't white enough. I was going to say, you might be pale enough, but you're not white enough. <laughs> yeah, I, right, can, and I he... can screw her. Now, this this is what's funny, is that we were sitting there, and she was talking about two guys had, had broke into the house, and and, and my, my girlfriend, Adrian, was there, and, and, of course, her mother was there, and, and her daughter was in the back bedroom, and these two guys came in, and... And I was sitting there next to her mom, and she's like, well, we were fearful. Oh, she, was, she said she was fearful about her, her daughter, Adrian, the girl I was dating, that she was going to get raped by these two guys. And I said, I whispered to her, and I said, well, weren't you afraid they were going to take you at the same time? And she said, I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> That's Horrible. That makes me sad too because, like, whenever I'm at a, a venue playing with the band, not one girl has raped me. I'm just, I'm Scott's offended. Upset. I'm Scott's offended upset by that. that. I'm, I'm Nobody's extremely... accosted him in the back alley. That's right. I was expecting some. When I first became a musician, I thought the vagina would be flying everywhere, but no. Can't nope. even, I can't even get raped in the back alley by any chick, not oh, even well. the ugly ones. It's, it's not a, it's not a funny thing. I mean, there's, you know, to, to take it as, you know. Um, it, 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 when, when you have a woman and a man wants to have the company of a woman, not not just the gratification of sex. You know, if I want gratification of sex, I don't know. I would take care of it myself. Yeah, totally. You know, totally, but totally. not. You, you don't want to. Why, why worry about uh, the feelings of hurting someone's feelings, right? Thing. Right. To to take it is is not. You know, I. I've, I, I was married 13 years to a woman that didn't like to have sex. Literally. Okay. I mean, she, it was once in a while she, she'd have a little code word. She'd say, I want to go, you know, go, you know, help with the laundry or something like that. I'm like, okay, the laundry. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll go do this, right? But that's, I could, I could say I want to I help with the laundry, and she'd tell me, no, we're not today. Wow. Yeah. So I I know I know what what it's like not having at that point. It's, it's crazy that uh, uh, there's 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 dating sex and then there's marriage sex and there's and and marriage sex is always it seems like it's labored. It's not it's not not free flowing because I think she wants to get married. If she wants to get married, she's going to push for it, and she'll she'll do everything she can to satisfy the man. And once 
once she's got her hooks in them and, and, and got that ring on their finger and stuff like that, there may be a point where, if not, it's, now she doesn't have to try so hard. Right. And so when you know people ask me how come I, I use prostitution, I say, well, for the most part, I, say, I don't want a woman to follow me home. I don't want her to follow me home. <laughs> right, right. You know, I want, I want if I'm, I'm paying for service, it's like my friend Jerry. I remember when I was, my my birthday was on, like in uh, I was over there in Newburgh in in uh, ninety three ninety four nineteen ninety four. I was over in Newburgh, and uh, Jerry was telling, "I'm going to take you out for my birthday, and we're going to go down to this strip joint, and I'm going to give her this girl a hundred dollars to give you a lap dance." And I said, "Wait a minute." You're gonna, you're, you're gonna pay for a, a, a lab dance where she's gonna rub all over me, and I'm gonna have to go in the bathroom and take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why? Why? I'll call, I'll call you back. Okay. All right, buddy. Bye, bye. See solutions. You may begin speaking now. Hey, welcome back, Keith. Yeah. So yeah. So instead of going to a strip joint and. Uh, Getting a girl to rub on me and make me, you know, make me have to get all excited and not take care of it. I told him, I said, "Well, why don't you take that hundred dollars? I'll, I'll go find one of my local girls that I know that will satisfy the both of us for that hundred dollars." <laughs> well, see. And he was like, "Well, okay," <laughs> but you know, there's we don't, uh, you know, it's, there's so much legalized sexual activity in the world, but it, right. all the legalized sexual activity in the world costs a whole lot of money. Right. Scott often yeah. says that, you know, that every man has paid for sex in their life, especially if they're married. <laughs> well, that's true, man. Well, I got four ex wives. It's expensive as shit. Do. We all pay five, for Five, Scott. It. Five. Five? We all pay for five it. It's all, about, it's all about, uh, you know, what... So you get married, so you're going to have sex with that one girl all of your life. That's it. You're not going to venture out and have sex with any other girl. Right. Right? Or, or in your case, a guy. You're, not, you're going to have, you're going to get the one dick, and that's the only dick you're going to get. Right. And much. are yeah. you going to be satisfied with that? <laughs> with uh, with Squatch, no. She's up what and down happens, Sandy Boulevard all the time. What happens if you get married and... And you get one that's not compatible. That's why, when nowadays, if you don't have premarital sex to find out whether you're compatible or not, I think that's crazy. Scott's oh my God! Theory too. No, no. no <laughs> let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. So my drummer uh, Max, uh, he was a virgin up until recently, and he was like, "But you know, because I'm a good Catholic and I want to wait for marriage." Just Max, dude, Maxie, sit down. What if you get What if you get married to this girl? And the sex is absolute garbage, and you're stuck there, like with just the worst sex. You got to test drive. You don't. You don't just jump into a car without test driving it, dude. You test drive that, and now, he, and uh, Max is weird as shit because then he started texting me, like, dude. I finally did it. Like, That's great, Max. I don't need to know, buddy. I'm just gave you a little <laughs> yes, pep you talk. Did. No. <laughs> But I did not need you to need know. You need to know all the details. <laughs> yeah, apparently Max thinks that that's the case, but that's not the case. <laughs> no. Well, I think it comes down to I think marriage is overrated. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Nowadays, <laughs> now the old days where it was that you—that's who you were with. 
I mean, they had rules where you could you could never dissolve a marriage. You couldn't walk away from. It. That's why a lot of murders happen. Right. You know, we have people. I mean, you see it on crime network all the time, where they're, you know, you know, where the people got rid of their husband or their wife because they found somebody new, or they just didn't want, didn't like the way that was going. Like, you, you found yourself in an abusive relationship. Right. We've done you a few want, episodes like be, that. You don't want to be pushed around by some guy, or you don't want to be pushed around by some girl, or something like that. You want to, you want to have your life back. Right. And, some people see an out as being murdered. That's, True. That's the way the way the the way the, uh, the church looks at, at marriage. Sometimes you know, it's until death do you part, and they absolutely mean it. That's true too. That is true. Well, you have to think of some situations though, like when 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 you're in uh, a relationship, there's only so much a person can take um, when it comes to any form of abuse, whether it's physical, financial, mental. Um, on down the list before they finally snap, snap, they're, 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 they're broken and they're looking around at their options and they're going, what is, what, what are my options? And if your only option is your spouse has to die, well, that's the option that you're going to have to take to get out of that. Right. Well, in the old days they did. In the olden days, you know, they would, they'd just take them out the back and shoot them or right. whatever, throw them over a cliff and go find somebody new. Right, or and or, that's what the, you know, and they didn't have the forensic people around to figure this out anymore. They just they don't have they didn't have the detectives digging it up and going like, you know, I mean, some of the old uh, Native Americans, you know, the Indian tribes, they they see a, a they saw a woman as property. Right. They did not see that as as um, a marriage or yeah you got married but. Uh, the moment that she got married to you, that you owned her. Right. She was, uh, I, I knew a guy in Canada, his name Willie Kazam, and he, Willie Kazam killed his wife. And the general consensus around the uh, the tribe was that it's his wife, she could do what he want with her. Wow. Hmm, wait a minute. Where, where's his tribe at? I think I want to <laughs> maybe. Scott wants to join. <laughs> this is, okay, this, well, this is up there in central British Columbia. See, and. But this look, is back in the 60s, back yeah. in the 1968, 69, right in there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is his, their consensus on this was that there was, you know, it's his wife. He could do what he wants with it. And wow. the RCMP probably wouldn't even know about it because they would never be told about it. See, and that's crazy. But then you also think about it. I mean, look at way back when, when, like, the wives' families would pay the man to marry her. They give her, they give him all this, the dowry or whatever. It's like, dude, seriously? <laughs> you know? Well, well, look at the king. Okay, a king could not, a king would have his prince or princess. Mm-hmm. And he would marry her or him off to make his kingdom better. Right. So, in other words, they would they would marry him off to other kingdoms so that they become yeah, to mutual friends, yeah. let's say, allies, to strengthen who they were, an yeah. ally. And they may never like each other, but at least the, the the prince or princess is getting laid, right? And everything's okay. And that's how they that's how they festered things along. Yeah. Just, just, you know, like like say, marriage is overrated right now because. Um, look at okay. As a woman, Tammy, you're, see, Scott, you're I am a, a woman. 
<laughs> you want to be individual. Allegedly. That's you true. Want, you want to have your rights. You, you, right. you have the right to vote. You have this, you have that. Everything that you want, you, you want everything a man has. Right? Not kind of, yeah. Except for a penis. Yeah, you're, yeah, I don't want that. You're, you're going after you're going after the best thing you can have. Right. That's what you're going to do. And sometimes a man might hold you back. Well, you know, and... And you don't want that. Yeah, because, I mean, I was married once a long time ago, and I vowed never to do it again. <laughs> Unlike Scott, I didn't have well, to make the same married, mistake five times. So, <laughs> so when I got married, I got married to my wife. She was 18. I was 20. I was, we got married too young. We got married for the wrong reasons. I mean, she wanted right. to leave, get away from mom, and I wanted, my dad felt I needed to settle down, which I was only 20 at the time. But he had his, he had his agenda. He wanted me to work for the family business, and she, she saw my wife as being the bookkeeper for the business. This is what, this is all orchestrated. This is how it's all supposed right. to play out. Now, 13 years into this thing, yeah, we have three kids, but, you know, she's, the communication isn't there. I mean, we're not talking to each other. And, and she shows like, and she runs away. So she says, uh, we got divorced because of the failure to communicate. She didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to talk to her. I didn't know, I did not know what uh, she liked in bed. I mean, I didn't know, you know, the intricate little things that women like to hear cookies. before they're made love to or whatever, right? Every woman likes cookies so, in bed. Every single well, woman. Well, yeah, cookies. but so she didn't know. She said I didn't communicate very well with her. So she got divorced from me, and everything's fine. So who is she married? She married a deaf mute. Which I still think that letter you wrote me about him was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. So I still read it and laugh. She marries a guy that can't talk back to her, just sign language. And when they want to have sex, he, he sign language what he wants sex for. And I wow. and I look at her. I look at her. I said, "You married a deaf mute." He said, "We we didn't communicate very well. You're just learning sign." What the <laughs> hell's this? I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is how you know. So our marriage. I mean, yes, she was a great mother to my kids. Mm-hmm. Right now, she passed away um, last year or the year before last. I mean, April of 2021. Wow. She was 63 years old. Now, my, my daughter, Melissa, writes me a letter, and she says something like, um, I'm at fault for uh, my, you know, that her, her mother was a broken woman when she died, and, and she had nothing, and she went through hell and everything like that. I said, wait a minute, I was married to her for 13 years. The guy that she married into is married to her for 30-something years, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it my fault that she has a bad relationship with the guy that she came after me. Wow. I don't know. Now when, you know, like I, I go back to the enabling part, right? So when I was dating her, she didn't have a car. She didn't have a driver's license. At two o'clock in the morning when she got off work, she wanted me to come by and pick her up and drive her back to her house. Thank so now did. here I'm taking care of her. I'm driving her everywhere. Why? Because she doesn't have a license. She doesn't drive. When we get married, I, I, I enlist her back in high school to, to her driver's training so she can drive. Then I buy her a car when she gets a driver's license, and then she complains it's not the color of the car she wanted. Well, you know, some of yeah, us are hard well, to please. 
you know, like I said, now she said she's going to work for it. Well, she goes out there and gets a job four hours a day. She makes less money than the gas it takes a driver to work. Wow. Well, you yeah, know. So. You know. Yeah. Scott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my 13 God. Years, 13 years of this, and then she leaves, and that's, that's, but she's a broken woman because I wasn't around to help pay child support after I went to oil and incarcerated. That's what it comes down to. Right. Wow. Yeah. And this, and this comes from my daughter who made a living off of me being incarcerated. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. So. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to ask. My head's all over the place right now, so. Just... Okay. <laughs> we call you. Are we going to call you scatterbrains? Is that the, what we're going to do? You know, do? Scott does. Yes, yes. I'm very scattered. And I even took my meds this morning. It's just, I'm just all over the place. <laughs> so many things going on right now. Um, so, anyway, so you guys were married for 13 years. How old were your kids when you got arrested, though? Okay, so my, my youngest daughter was 12. She just had her 12th birthday. Okay. That was on March, March 17th. Right. So she was born March 17th, 83. Okay. And uh, Melissa was born in, in July of, of 79, and Jason was born in uh, September of, of 1980. Okay. So M- Melissa would be 44 now. Right, right. right? Yeah, because I just turned 48, so yeah. Wow. So she'd be 44, my youngest would be 40, and uh, Jason would be uh, 43, coming up on 43. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was trying to figure out, okay, so, you know, how long, if she was 12, that's six years, and she was already married to somebody else by that point, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not following the frame of mind at how, you know, that broke her, you know. Well, you know, she's just trying to make it, because I'm a, a convicted person, and I dragged the family down, but, right. you know, She's married, you know, the wife got married to someone else, so she has, she now has that name. She doesn't have the Jesperson name. Right, exactly. So I don't know where, where, how she could be dragged back into that picture if she just says, I don't want anything to do with this. Well, uh, right. the only one, you know, my, my youngest daughter uh, keeps my name, my last name, and Melissa, uh, in all her adventures in the media, has used, you know, her, her first marriage was to uh, Sam Moore. So right. now she had her uh, Melissa Grace Moore Jesperson. And now uh, her name is probably Melissa Grace Canoyer Jesperson. Wow. She wants to maintain the last names because that's how she makes her money, or was. Now, right. from what I understand is she's kind of like falling off to the wayside because I've combated her with all her little stories that she tries to tell that are not true. Right. And so now she, her fan base is probably, uh, cons- you know, hey, well, we're trying to figure this out, and apparently you were living in a mobile home, not a, not a house with a basement, when you said these kittens were pulled out of your basement. What the, what the hell's wrong with this picture? Yeah. Well, yeah. and that so and the fact she that... She has to be... Yeah. She has to be confronted with this, and she doesn't like to be confronted. And I think she's embarrassed. I think she's embarrassed that she lied, and now she's got caught lying. Right. 
and so now she's a, she's up there now. Maybe someday she'll call. And she's on my visiting list. She only lives like fifty, sixty miles from here. Right. So she could she could eventually come and see me with her husband, and um, I'll accept her. She's my daughter. I love her still. That's how it is. Well, I yeah. just wish she she had told the truth ahead of time, so we didn't run through all these damn stories. Right. You know, and that that's the thing right there is, you know, well, I can't say I speak from experience because, you know, my dad being the narcissist, he was never, you know, well, I don't, he was never convicted of murder. If he killed anybody, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like you have that story in and of itself. But to expand on that with lies totally, like, takes away from your purpose. You know what I mean? Well, she made it, she, she, she's trying to make me out to be the worst. You know, they, they said, well, didn't you kill any kittens when he was alive? Didn't he do any, you know, was he abusive? He wanted, right. I wanted to apply to the triad. He wanted to be the, I wanted to right. be the, did I bet, wet my bed when I was a kid? Did I start fires? Was I was into explosives? Was I, everything. I could tell them, you know, if I, I just, this is how the media works. Mm-hmm. If I open my mouth and I say a story, that story is in gold. I mean, that's emboldened. They they grab onto it and run with it. Yeah. So they'll tell that story over and over and over again. If it's true or not, they don't care. They'll yeah, that's true, too. Story. They just tell it. And that's just how they do it. That's how the media is. They just tell the story. They don't care if it's true or not. This is true. This, that's why, that's like, I could, I, could, I could tell it. I could make up stories about one murder and tell that tell different stories about the one murder and just keep changing the story and the media would think I'm talking about different murders. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. They will. They, they have, I actually watched them do it. I thought it was, I started playing that game. I started telling them different stories about that and all of a sudden my, my murder count went from 8 up to 22. Wow. That was like, okay, because they weren't keeping track. Right. Right. They thought because I was telling, oh, this you must be talking about a different one. Right. You know? And I, what I was doing was playing in their head because I knew that the moment I said anything, they would run with it. They don't care if it's the truth or not. Right. That's true. They don't. And my, and, and my, my daughter understands that very well. Right. So they don't care. They'll, they'll run with anything. And so mm-hmm. because she wasn't getting any backlash from me she could tell you anything she wanted but now there's backlash and now he has to deal with it right exactly and and like i said we still haven't heard from her we we keep putting out the invitation but we have yet to hear from her oh you won't i don't think you will i don't think so i really don't think so either because you know we do we constantly put out that invitation don't we scott it's like hey yeah, by you all know, means. By yeah. all means, come on the show. If you if you dispute this, come on and show and talk to us. Well, and the difference it. being is I think that she's afraid of being uh, you know, faced with facts, and, and I'm not afraid of jack shit except for spiders. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> now, put if that she out had there. eight legs, if Scott she, would run. <laughs> if she starts <laughs> with any spider things like right well, here in person, then, no, then all bets are off. Fuck that. Well, you know, it's like we said last week when we were talking about, uh, you know, she, she claimed that she'd met my fiancé, Julie. Right, exactly. And she never did. She never knew who Julie was. Julie had never met her. And Julie wasn't and, even your fiance. And when I was, when, <laughs> when, the last time I saw Julie, she was with me for, what, four days in Troutdale and Washougal, Vancouver area. And Melissa was in Spokane. I mean, yeah. I was, she was only there 
And she was only telling her friends that she was engaged to me, only to justify why she was in the truck with me. And then she wasn't even telling them my real name. Yeah. She was telling them I was Chris. So, you know, this is, this is what, the, the, the emphasis on, on the being engaged was on Julie's part to tell all of her friends, and that's where that came from. Wow. And so it, I didn't even, yeah, I, I remember when she said, we should get married, I was like, oh, God, no. do I want to get laid or do I not? I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say right now. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say right now. We'll just go ahead and go along with that. Yes. So what did she want to do? She wanted to go tell her mom that we we're going to get married. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Don't want to tell everybody. Right. But her mom, you know, her mom was named, uh, you know, Snooky. Her last, her nickname was Snooky. You know why they were Snooky, right? No. She was drunk all the time. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, why was she snooky? That she wasn't was back plowed. when Jersey Shore was popular. So <laughs> yeah, she was, she just plowed every, all the time. You, you saw her. When I saw her in court. She's all red faced, and she just, you know, I know the alcoholic look. I mean, this is what what she was. Wow. And when you saw Julie and her together, they they were just like, um, you know, you know, they were they were not compatible. The yeah. only reason, the only thing, the only thing that. Uh, she had her daughter there because she was their family. The only reason why Julie was there at the house because she had nowhere else to go. Wow. The moment, the moment that Julie had somewhere else to go, she'd leave because that's, you know, they didn't get along with mom that well. Right. Yeah. So that's just kind of like how that was. So. Wow. See, and yeah. that that that's me is crazy right there. I mean, because it's like, I don't know it. And but the sad part about it is is eventually it's hard to keep up with your lies, you know what I mean? And I think that's why the cat story changed so dramatically over a four year period, you know, because it's like it's hard to keep up with your lie. So um, well, yeah, she keeps changing. I mean, that's what I told when she was on Cooper Anderson, Anderson Cooper, whatever the fuck's name is. What I was saying when was on the Anderson Cooper show. They, they they contacted me and they said, well, anything you want you to tell your daughter? And I said, well, yeah. I start, I told her to start telling the truth. She's a Christian for Christ. They start acting like one, right? <laughs> That's what yeah. I wanted them to say on the show. And then I said, well, have her explain the kidney story to you. I'd really like to know. You, you just time and make sure she tells it because it didn't happen. Right. So I said, well, explain this. I said, so I watched the show and he held up, he had three or four letters that I've sent him with all the, what I wanted him to say mm-hmm. and discuss on things about what was wrong with her book and everything. And he held it up in his hand and he says, I got this, his mail from Keith here, your dad, that he was really, he was willing to read to people, to him. And he was waiting for her to tell the kitten story. And she never did. Oh, wow. She said, she stayed away from the kitten story because I know he was going to, he was going to, debunk her lies, and the only thing she talked about was the electric fence that was next door to the cattle yard. She hmm. asked about how, he, I remember she asked me one time, and all my kids had asked me, he said, Dad, how do you know when the electric fence is on? I said, well, you just have to assume it's on. Right. That's what I told him. Like, you just have to assume it's on. I mean, if you have to know, I guess you can get a friend of yours to touch the fence. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and then of course, you can, if you don't, if you don't have a, 
a friend there to touch the fence, and you have to, have to absolutely have to know, touch it yourself. And then I said, that's the only way I know that to touch you. I mean, without going with a continuity tester right. and, and going up there and seeing whether the electric charge is coming through there. I mean, now, I remember my father being asked that by a kid, and when he, he said, he said, Mr. Jesperson, how do you know I'd like the fence on? And my dad said, you go piss on it, you'll find out. I was yeah. just going to say, you have the city kids dad, go pee on it. You can't tell a kid that, Dad. You can't tell a kid that. He's going to go piss on the fence. He's stupid, you know. And, and, of course, you hear the kid in the background. You have to, yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to make my brother do that all the time. We used to do that to the city kids that would come up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. well, yeah. why don't you go pee on that fence over there if you got to pee? Be, okay. And then watch yeah, him scrape. It's great. Like, on, on, on the Cooper show, she... She made it sound like, oh, Daddy just laughed at me when I said, uh, of course I smiled. Come on. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. You actually have to know. Come on. I'm not going to I'm not gonna be the friend to walk over and touch it for you. Right. A- well, and I mean, I found out. <laughs> look at me. I, I mean, I grew up on a farm, and I found out the hard way that a fence was, you know, live because I got clotheslined by it and <laughs> got knocked out. So, you know. It's well, like, you look yeah. at the cows. Look at the, look at the cows in the field. Yeah. A cow is not going to rub up against it. I mean, the cow is a dumb animal, right? True. But apparently, he's smarter than we are if we have to go touch the damn That is a fact. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But see, in my defense, though, I didn't see the wire until it clotheslined me. That's my defense. <laughs> yeah. You'd be lying because well, you're not smarter than a cow, but okay. Because I was running. Well, the, animal, the animals know it's on. I mean, they, right. They they communicate very well together, and they're going like, uh, uh-uh, we're not touching that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, yo. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's like, but we did. We made my brother pee on fences all the time. Does that mean I'm cruel and you know, sociopath? Well, maybe. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe. Shoe fits. I guess you have to wear it. Right? That's right. <laughs> hey, leave yeah. my shoes alone. No. If the horseshoe fits, <laughs> you might as well want to put them on your big ass feet of yours, Squatch. <laughs> We were just no, talking no, about anyway, my feet earlier. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah no, she, so... She just has to deal with it. I mean, my daughter's just going to have to deal with it. I mean, this is, she's right. going to come to terms. She's going to have to come to terms with it. Or if, if, if she decides that she's not going to communicate anymore with anyone, she's going to bow out of it. Maybe that's good, too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because, Even, you know, yeah. she's no longer, she'll become a wife and a mother, and she'll leave all this behind. Right. And forget about being the daughter of a killer and, and move on in her life and, and uh, you know, put this all behind her. Right. It, you know, I know she hasn't come to see me, but, you know, at the same time, I understand. Yeah. That, you know, I left in a bad way, and so why would they want to come and see me? I mean, this is, right. this is uh, you know, they, they want answers. Well, we're giving them answers on your show. Right. See, and I like, and, and so I think we, tune in. yeah, and I think we talked about this once before too. That for you to understand why your family doesn't come see you or whatever, it says a lot about your character. Because I was in jail with a lot of people that were like, they couldn't understand why their families wouldn't come visit them. It's like I don't understand why my well, family won't come visit me, and I, and it's like some of these no. people was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> you know. Well, you know, the people that say that they have a victimless crime are idiots. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. Right? Because, you know, 
your whole family comes with you to prison. Right. When you when you get arrested for a crime, I mean, your whole family gets involved in this. This is this is how it all lays out. You know, you got fat people out there going like, you're the you're the brother of so and so, you're the or the daughter of so right. and so, and and it all and the kids at school can be cruel and 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 the and the justice system doesn't care. Right. They'll throw they'll throw your names out right out in the open and they'll they'll bring drag the family down they'll the, the media will go after any story we like I said they'll they'll print anything just to make a right. story and they'll tear a family apart and that's why my family you know they're they think I'm a news hound but if I was a news hound I'd be like Charles Ng <laughs> for years and go to trial on everything Yes. Just to be in the news. But that, that's, that's right. what that guy did. You would be there'd be so much news out there that yeah, it drag the yeah, it drag the family down. But you you would sue for a soggy Cheeto too, right? <laughs> yeah, well he was I yeah. I know he was he was he was caught in uh in Canada for shoplifting. What right. he was caught for. Yeah. Then he shot the guy in the hand and, and right. they, they and Canadians uh, normally wouldn't send anyone down here to face the death penalty, but the Canadian public were up in arms about it, and they forced the issue to send them down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that was that was ba- the basis behind that. The, the Canadian public got behind the Supreme Court of Canada, and they wow. decided we're not going to harbor, we're not going to harbor a, a serial killer like that. I mean, right. And, and, and we're going to send them back for justice. This is... Wow. They had... It was a, It came down to public opinion. Is what it came down to. Well, yeah. But yeah well, he had. I watched a three-hour segment on True Crime Network about that case. Oh yeah. And they made more about the made more about the fact that the, his co-conspirator used a cyanide pill to kill himself. Oh yeah, yeah. We featured yeah. we featured them as well. And what gets me is this is a man that their crimes were only found out because he stole from something. He stole something instead of paying for it. It was all fake. It was all, it was all yeah. petty crime. One minute remaining. Yeah. And then. And so I'll call you. I'll call you back. Okay. All right, Keith. Bye bye. Damn. <laughs> That's a good thing about Keith, man. It's always entertaining. It's always entertaining. Yeah. And you know what? He's like you. I never know what the hell's going to come out of his mouth. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just when you think he's going to go one way, he goes a totally different. <laughs> you should hear what we talk about off air. Yeah. Like when he know, just randomly I'm calls scared. in the middle of the week. I'm scared. That's oh, hilarious. We talk about everything from women to truck driving to hookers to, you know, just telling tall tales. It's just, you know, typical guy shit. From, from truck driving to hookers to, oh, so your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You need Jesus. <laughs> You know, I got to get him in when I can because you have been, like, terrorizing me all day. I had to. Lack of caffeine, man. <laughs> all day. Just saying. I know. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. I'll, like, I don't know. Make You'll it... make it up to me by being meaner? What? No. Instead of <laughs> instead of having you go down to Sandy, I'll put you up at Burnside. I hate you. <laughs> I bet, hey, it's better than 82nd. Felony Flats. Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> See? Looking out for your best interest. Thanks. You have anything you want to add to these two calls? No, not this time. <laughs> All right. Remember, boys and girls, you can send me hate mail because I get a lot of it at Brutal Nation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. The only thing I ask is, hey, try to be creative. Because seriously, write me a thing. You're such an asshole. It's boring. 
Be yeah. creative. He's, he's heard that from me. <laughs> yeah. If you can't be creative, they Ten kiss my Ten times already man. today. <laughs> it gets because people think that they're going to hurt my feelings by calling me names. Just... Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look pat- at you trying to be offensive. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to pat their head half the time. Oh, that's just <laughs> Such adorable. Such a good try. <laughs> you did your best, honey. You did your best. <laughs> Yeah. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, what else? Oh, the Twisted Blue album from yes. my band is now released. It's on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Pandora, yeah. you name it. It's on every platform. Give it a listen, man. Just look Twisted for Twisted Blue, Blue. Twisted Blue. Yep, it's our self-titled album. Pretty excited about that. We're doing our record release today, so I'm just all stoked. And so are the guys. I'm getting like, a shit ton of text messages from them. Uh-huh. Cuz they've never been here before. I have. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. You're never... an old hat at this. I I am. Toot toot again. I have been in this industry <laughs> since I before I was yeah, even I 18. I so, know. but uh but it's still it's exciting. Right. I'm excited and the guys are super excited, so. Right. It's kind of like, you know, mini orgasms all around. Um, okay. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> It's like we were talking about excitement, and all of a sudden it's like, we're getting okay. I'm spanking my own ass. <laughs> Remember, I... boys and girls, this show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this on anybody else's podcast or show, oh, lion, David, bastards, yeah. kick him in the sack. Yeah. We will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Ciao bye bye. Bye.